Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the smooth, eloquent, silky tones of the voices of Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland, where we say, hello, world. It is time for the Smith and Roland podcast, and I know you're as excited as we are, filled with exuberance and joyful jesting. So ease back, get a cup of coffee, get dressed, and tune in to the Smith and Roland podcast. If they heard that introduction, they're already tuned in. And your exuberance word there, it's got yeah. a hot tire. Yeah, my uh, exuberance yeah. went flat. Yeah. Uh, Roley's a little bit under the weather this morning. He's trying to be chirpy and full of life, as I am. He's yes. trying his best to <laughs> pull himself up from his bootstraps. But he, we don't, at Smith and Rowland show, you can't take time out for that. You just. There's no, we don't have time. No, no, range leaders, no. Smith and Rowland show will go. We'll go. go. That's right. You need to know. That's right. Everything that you just said, I have to just say a big amen to. Just <laughs> I, amen. Believe, I don't know what I said. I don't believe it, but I, <laughs> I mean, since you said it, I'm agreeing. I mean, that's right. Yeah. It felt right. It well, Mr. Rowley, you did point yeah. out a, an article this morning that caught your eye, and, you know, it is a consideration and a concern. Yeah. I think of most Americans, especially <laughs> Christian Americans, I might add. Yeah. We all have mixed feelings about our borders. But this the title of this article that you cited this morning is Would Jesus use razor wire at the borders? Yeah. That's with a question mark. That's would right. he would he gaslight people with dishonest what would Jesus do? Arguments. Yeah, well, that's there you have it. There you have it. And it's by John Zimmerak. We've mm-hmm. uh, used some of his stuff in times past. It's on the stream, yeah. the stream network there. But are you looking at that article there, Mr. Rowan? I am looking at the article. All righty. What, what are you seeing there that needs to be read? Well, the perspective of John Zimmerak, who writes this article, he's you got to kind of frame it. He's a Catholic. He says that in the article. But here's the way he starts. He says, you're seeing it already the attempt to snap Christians' spines and render us invertebrates, to leash us via our heartstrings, to shame us into silence about the Biden regime's lawlessness at the border. Wow, what a statement. uh, statement. That's a big statement. And he says, as a Catholic, he said, I'm used to this drink. He said, I've been inundated with open borders by professional Catholics for decades. Some of that, to be fair, was motivated by perverse hatred for Western civilization and masochistic white guilt. But most of it was straight up self-interest and a craving for warm bodies in pews and greed for gold. Wow. Just put it straight, would you? He said, my bishops made $3 billion helping with the human trafficking of immigrants into America. Wow. Enough dollar for dollar to cover all the costs of settlements for the children whose rapes they enabled by hiding and shuffling pedophiles. Indeed, by this point, the U.S. Bishops' Conference is best described as an immigration pyramid scheme and a gay employment agency with a Catholic <laughs> problem. Jeff, you're going to have to stop. You know, I'm just- <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> we'll be gotten for contempt just reading this article. We thought we were edgy. I mean, uh, my Lord, he knocked the edge plumb off of it. He don't even have an edge. 
in that introduction, he talks about how that what they're wanting is more warm bodies in the pews. Something we didn't cover yesterday, Alan, that needs to be talked about is the motivation behind. We were talking about, you know, if the motivation is love and compassion toward those that are hurting, that's one thing. But the Democrat Party, that's not their motivation. Their motivation is to get as many illegal immigrants in here as they can so they can scatter them abroad across the country and then redistrict so that they have a political advantage when it comes to the election. That's the motive, real motive behind why they're not shutting down the border. Because, And the reason you can conclude that is because their reasoning is quite insane. They'll say that, well, they don't have any power to do anything. Well, yes, they do. They have all the power to do anything they want to do at the border. Donald Trump had the border under control, and they reversed all of his executive actions. And as a result of it, we have what we have. And now they're saying they can't do anything. All they got to do is go back to the Donald Trump policies that is within the White House's power to do. But they're not doing that. So it indicates that they do want the border open for their own political advantage. What this article is about, however, is the Christian perspective. And when he goes on, he's coming from a Catholic perspective. But then he tells the Protestants, he says, don't start getting puffed up with pride at this point, my Protestant friends. He said, charitable and activist groups in your world are only five years or so behind the Catholic grift, and they're learning fast. He said, evangelical truth teller Megan Basham calls out just one egregious example, and then he he cites one of her tweets that she gave. She said, here's something you need to know about world relief, just like other major religious NGOs that do the administrative part of refugee resettlement. It has a massive financial incentive for wanting to keep the number of those claiming refugee status in our country as high as possible. So, you know, there is a whole lot of different perspectives. Well, there's, a, there's a lot of assumptions there, Jeff, also, from the Democratic Party. And I don't care if it's Democrat or Republican, but it just so happens we're talking, it sounds like we're against the Democratic Party. We're against bad policy is what we're against. That's right. But they're making a lot of assumptions. The Democrats, I think, are using the same ploy as they did against Black Americans. And that is they're acting like they're stupid. And they're acting like all of these immigrants that are coming across the border like they're stupid people and the truth is they're not so they're assuming that you're stupid enough that if if we're going to throw money at you that you're going to vote our way now there i'm not going to say there's not some stupid people out there black white immigrant not immigrant we know that we've got all got our share of the s word there but I think that one could bite them because a lot of the immigrants that were just like the blacks of this country, I mean, some of the smartest people I know of are black. Same way with immigration. If you let an immigrant be here about two years and finally be able to get enough money to feed their families and to live, and they know the fundamentals of life and what happens with the, with the uh, well, socialism, but it's communistic values hidden under socialism. They know that doesn't work. And most yes, of these, now you do have some, I'm sure we've got some people immigrating 
that's coming in over our borders that are, as we've talked about, they're plants. They're definitely not wanting America for freedom. But I think that the mass of the immigration is done by people trying to have a better life. And that's just my story. And that's winter shut on that one. And I just believe they are. And after they're here a year or two, they'll vote Republican because they know you got to work. They know how capitalism works. I mean, the reason they're here is because of capitalism. They want a job where they can work. They don't want to give to them. So anyway, my point here is that that one might bite them into hinder parts. I understand, but they're making a great assumption that people are stupid. And and to me, that's very very offensive. It is very offensive. I would say that if you go by the numbers, in the last three years, over 8 million people have come across the southern border. If 5% mean us harm, that's 80,000 that we've let in. So, and that's, I mean, that's no small number. That's not a small number. That's exactly right. Now, to your point about the race card, one of the arguments from a religious perspective that's in this article, from a religious perspective, is this. He says, would Jesus lay down razor wire that endangered helpless brown children? Wasn't he more brown than white himself? Didn't he say, suffer the children to come unto me? And that's a good point. But there is a Mexican journalist that did a, an article when Trump was talking about building the wall. And this Mexican journalist said the wall would actually help Mexico more than it would America. And he said, He didn't want the Mexican children to come into America because America was the world's largest consumer and exporter of child exploitation in the sexual realm. So he said in terms of that, he had a whole lot rather the Mexican children remain in Mexico. Well, and he makes a good point. Well, it's self-explanatory. Yeah. I mean, if you got if you got to have that one explained to you, yeah, if you can't if right. you can't see the truth that he's speaking there, I mean, I'd have to agree with him. I mean, my hat's yeah. off to him is what I'm saying to have enough insight to see in. Yeah. Uh, what's actually going here. I'll be honest with you, Jeff, as we continue to get the news feeds on the exploitation of children in this country. I mean, I'll be honest with you, it about takes my breath every time I read the next one. It's hard for me to believe yeah. that children are exploited like they are, mm-hmm. but it's true. I tell you what's truth. The truth is I my brain hasn't quite caught up to the truth of it. I'm still trying to work it out. How in the yeah. world that those statements and those tremendously horrific thoughts and actions of taking advantage of children for sexual whatever is on some yeah. idiot's brain. That's just, that's just beyond me, but it's true. It is and, true. Uh, and that's yeah. part of the element of these mass infiltration of immigrants into this country, and it's not vetted and it's not, not looked after yeah. You yeah, know, properly. Right. But what would Jesus do? Yeah. You know, his article goes on. He says another religious argument about the border is that he cites, says the Bible says, welcome the stranger, not make America great again. And uh, the way he refutes this is he says that Jesus wouldn't teach people to run from their homelands. He would empower them to stand their ground, to lead and to overcome challenges with creative love. He wouldn't want the strong to abandon and break up their families. Jesus wouldn't spend or wouldn't send people to any savior nation. He's the savior and his gospel is for the flourishing of every person and every nation. I do have some agreement with that. However, even on the flip side of that, I do believe that America is still the greatest nation in the world. And I know that there's people that need to come here to flee from the persecution that they're experiencing in their country. I do acknowledge. Well, you know, most of us, Jeff, are much more benevolent 
then we have resources to cover. In yeah. other words, you've got to make America great again so you can do what you just said. That's exactly you know, right. You know, I, nobody's against doing what you just said. Yeah. But it's one thing to say, this is what I want to do. It's another one to be able to pay for it and pull it off. Somewhere, yeah. somebody's got to be practical. It's good to be benevolent. I mean, why yeah. in the world, if you've got $100 and you want to give it away, I'm not going to argue with that. Go yeah. give it away. That's but right. When you, want to, when you tell somebody, I'm going to give you 200 and you don't have but 100 you're liar. Yeah, that's right. You're, that's exactly you're a liar. It's fake news. You can't pull it off. So my problem is you're going, I believe it's going to have to make America great again so we can be a country that can look after people and help people. And I'm not saying that's not the way we're doing it right now is not working. I made a statement there yesterday that not there's most people, if somebody came to your house and say, hey, can I, I need something to eat? Well, most of us would give them something to eat or let them come in and sit down and eat with us. We, if somebody, a family came to your door and they were hungry, I'm sure most Americans would feed them and help look after them at that point. But, and that was my argument. Then you made the point, well, yeah, you can do it with one family, but what if a hundred families show up? Yeah, that's right. You yeah. remember making that argument oh, there? Oh, yes, and, absolutely. And, uh, and that's a good point. And America's going to have to be great if you're going to take care of these numbers. You got you to be strong you, enough to do it. You got to be yeah. strong enough to do it. And so when you're not strong enough to do it, you, you have to switch it. Instead of immigration, you call it an invasion. Yeah, and, that's and right. Invasion is when some is when they come to your door and they don't yeah. take no for an answer and say no we're coming in anyway so you try to you got a yeah. hundred families coming in your door instead of one family so that's called yeah. an invasion yeah. and uh, that's not called and so the only thing that I think that you and I want to embrace is an orderly immigration system and I'm not talking about a bunch of hogwash. They have yeah. had it just, you know, ridiculous. So many hoops to jump through. Nobody could do it. Probably take five, ten thousand dollars to do it. Yeah. We're not talking about that. No, we're not. But to cite your point, I think you're going to have to make America great again so we can pull <laughs> off. If you want to help everybody come in, well, that's good. But you, somebody's going to have to make America great again so we can afford it. Yeah, that's right. We got to, we got to be strong ourselves to support those coming in. The next Where, religious uh, perspective, what, Alan says, radical what, what, hospitality is key to the gospel call, which is why Jesus died with sinners. And in that argument, he cites some things. And I just wanted to clarify, because we've used the term sojourner a bunch in supporting immigration. But if you look at that term, Leviticus talks about, you know, welcoming the stranger and not oppressing the stranger. But there is a a word for that term stranger in Leviticus 19, which literally means someone who lives as an alien with God's people, and they abide by the ways of God's people. That's the biblical context. In other words, Israel was to welcome people in that wanted to assimilate into their way of life. That is one thing that's really a strong kind of a pet peeve with me. I'm for immigration, but I'm not for welcoming in immigrants that want to change our country to be like the one they just left. That that failed. Yeah, that failed. failed. That's why they're coming here. We don't want to adopt their ways. They need to adopt our ways if they're coming here. And I think that's a perspective that sometimes gets lost. Well, that's like Israel when they're why when they would take on wives of foreign nations and mm-hmm. they would bring with them their pagan gods. Jeff, what part of this article are you under right now? I'm under how to snuff out the gaslighting. Oh, okay. Under which bullet point there? Well, or, the third or, bullet point was where we was at. Yeah, Radical okay. hospitality is key to the uh, gospel okay. call. And it says 
This is why Jesus dined with sinners. And that's a true statement. All of these statements that he's citing here are religious arguments for <coughs> open borders. But mm -hmm. if you look at the statement and in light of Scripture, they don't make sense. So to show radical hospitality to strangers indicates, first of all, you got to identify who the stranger is. And according to the Word of God, a stranger is someone who, in the context of the Bible, aliens who wanted to immigrate to Israel adopted the ways of Israel and the worship of the God of Israel. So I'm saying that in like manner, those that come into America should assimilate into the American way of life and not the way of life of the country they just left. That's why they left it. The next religious argument says our loyalty is to the church invisible, which has no borders are limits. Yeah. And that's a, that's a religious argument. And it goes it speaks to nationalism and globalism and all of that sort of thing. So, is that what's your take on that argument, Alan? On what part of that argument? Say it again. Our loyalty is to the church invisible which has no borders or limits. Right. This is uh -huh. what a lot of evangelicals and Catholics are saying as to why we should be for open borders. Is because yeah, yeah. the church has no borders. Well, to start that concept off, the church does have borders. So if you there again, if you start start the argument off incorrectly, then the whole argument's in. That's right. The church That's church right. does have borders, and so to say that the church doesn't have borders is wrong. You must be born again. So that there is the border. There is the opening that everyone must come through. That's exactly uh, the right. church. But when you have a church with no borders or no entry point, then you have Christendom, and Christendom means just because you're saved, you're a Christian, you are. So I say that a church does have borders because it has a doorway. If it didn't have borders, if it didn't have a wall to go through, why do you have a door? And his name is Jesus. You have to walk through. So Jesus yeah. is the door. Jesus is the way. And if you come in through that doorway, you are part of true Christianity. Now, Christendom says there is no borders. And I understand what I have understand that you have no borders at the level of invitation. I'm, yeah. I'm totally with it there that you're, it says yeah. that you go out in the highways and the hedges and you compel everybody to come in there again. I, I totally get that as far as the invitation unto the gospel. But I cite also what you said that that is that you don't open the border. You don't open the door and you bring in your pagan gods with you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Or your pagan ways. Or That's in other right. words, you're saying, yes, we'll come in, but you're also saying, yes, we will be governed by your laws and your ways. We learn your language, we yada, yada, yada. So I think we, there again, that's where this conversation gets sidetracked. So the idea that Christianity is real passive and has no distinction is a wrong concept. Yeah. So I think we do make great distinctions when it comes to abortion. All right. Are we real passive? Well, yeah, well, just anything goes. Or yeah. do you have a defined, distinct message that agrees with God's word and that says <laughs> the sanctity of life? To have this soft, ushy-cushy concept, which is what Christendom tends to take on, I disagree with. With the concept of, if you're a true Christian, I believe that you'll open your house, your home, your heart 
to those that do not have. Yeah. And uh, so in, in light of that, yes, but you can't, you got to bring definition, I think, Jeff, to what you mean, an all-inclusive. We invite everybody in, but it's when you come into the church of God, you invite everybody in off the street, everywhere, homeless, doesn't make any difference. But the idea is you're not staying that way. Yeah. There's going to be an encounter with Christ that will change your life. And yeah. then you're not just a spectator in the church. You're not a taker from the church. You come into the church system as a you're converted you're transformed into the image of christ and it's out of that that then we call others in so the idea that you come and stay as you are and bring your pagan gods with you your sin your abusing of children and all that the answer is no don't yeah. bring that into israel the strange gods and that's right yeah well basically so, what he's doing in this article is he's giving some of the religious arguments that he's heard for these open borders. And as a result of that, he's saying most of the time when people repeat shallow, self-serving cliches that help them feel superior to their neighbors at zero cost to themselves, they don't have the noblest motives. And I, I agree with that. And Well, my, my experience, <laughs> Jeff, on which I have experienced a lot of people from other countries coming to America in ministry and in a workplace or whatever, I've experienced a tremendous, <coughs> whole lot more than most of coming in contact with those that have immigrated into this country. And some of the most honest, hardworking people I have run into are those that are, are immigrants that come into this country and so appreciate it. But it's like we've said before, yes, it doesn't take but 5% to make a mess. But the other 95%, if we talk about them, most of them are actually very good people. Yeah. And uh, trying to do better. Matter of fact, they're so good that they have taken a chance on coming through thousands of miles of wilderness to get here. So that's great, terrible. <laughs> Life. That's right. In our country, I think one of our greatnesses of our country is immigration. But with that, the sad part is, as great as immigration is to this country, it really does sadden me that one of our political parties does a takeover on that group of people trying to come into this country and yeah. use them, try to pay them off, try to buy them off to take advantage of these, a lot of them, great people yeah. for their own selfish needs. And to me, yeah. that is just devastating. Just devastating. Yeah, it really is. It really What's is. your next point there, Jeff? We got a couple <laughs> more minutes on today's podcast. We'll have to pick this one up again tomorrow. What was your next point there? His next religious argument is real pro-lifers welcome migrants, not just the unborn. And, and all that is is just a a very shallow look and a jab at pro-lifers to those who are claimed to be Christian and are abortion activists. That's all that yeah. is. It's really a shame that the world of religion has become as political as the political world is. And when you do that, the religious world don't even do that real good. I know, not at all. You know, and it just it reveals that the religious structure is as corrupt or more so then the political world is correct. Wow. What a sad All right, Mr. Rowland, we need to pick again. I think we might need to pick it up again here tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk yeah, about it. That's what good. Smith and Rowland thinks about this, the immigration, some thoughts. We're not saying we're conclusive in anything, but we will say we're willing to talk about it. Yeah, so we appreciate everybody listening to us today. Look forward to our conversations tomorrow, Jeff. And may the peace of God be with you and hope you get to feeling better. Yeah, buddy. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining today's Smith & Rowland Show. 
You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrollinshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.